0: Dave. Okay, I'm just gonna give it to you straight. What is up? Last Saturday. Yep. I am. I forget. I was. I was. I guess leaving Sirius. I was gonna maybe swing by the Whole Foods, get myself a bulletproof coffee. Uh huh. I am driving on Santa Monica Boulevard. Who do I see on the other side of the street? Who? Grocery store Joe. <gasps> from The Bachelor at. And at his a grocery gal, store? Nope. On Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> oh, you were leaving the With his girlfriend Kendall, who was on The Bachelor. And then they met on Bachelor in Paradise. And now they are on Instagram together. And they taste things and it's kind of annoying and a little goes a long way. But he's still incredibly hot. Do you think that they're happy? Um they looked they looked well suited to one another. And did he see you? He well, here's what I did. <laughs> so they were coming the opposite way. I was like, well. Fuck you, Whole Foods. That's not happening anymore. So I drive way past them. I I do a Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw U-turn on Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh yeah, 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 Damn. yeah. Then past them, go a couple blocks ahead, find myself a parking space, and then pretend that the parking space isn't taking my credit card, so that I oh, have so business you can to have do. A full- so I have some space work to do. Oh, so the you'll have a, a full past me.
1: Pedestrian yes. uh, cross with
0: them. Yes, and then th- I he- I heard them before I saw them. Uh huh. Oh and they uh, and they came up. His voice is un- it's unmistakable. If you <laughs> if you've ever seen or heard him or been to Chicago, you know uh-huh. his voice. Uh-huh. And by the time I heard it, I was too afraid to go and look because I figured it would be like looking directly into the sun. But I listened as they as they slept in their in their flip flops right and w- with their iced coffees right past me. Wow. And. Uh, And I snapped a picture afterwards, which is probably sort of creepy. You got a picture of them from the back, yeah, I did, and (laughs) sent it immediately to producer Dana. Oh, I'm seeing it right here. The only person in a very
1: respectable distance, and this is blurry. And dream come true, truly a dream come true, A legitimate dream come true. Yeah, I am so happy for you that you. Thank you. Do you feel any sense of like closure that you got to?
0: Um, (laughs) it's a bit like. it's a newer version of Angeline. Um, yeah. I feel like, like when you see, or Malcolm Gladwell in New York, when you see them, it's like, oh, okay, this is Seven Days of Good Luck.
1: Oh, okay. So then, in that case, it's not closure. It's, it's this is the beginning of an ongoing maybe. experience, hopefully, maybe. maybe for you and for all, all and Ange- all lucky yeah. Angelinos.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I hope so. Wow. Uh, if you're not following, uh, I think it's Joe Amabile or whatever on uh, on Instagram. Truly, his entire thing is he goes on stories and he's like in airports and he's like, yeah, I'm at the airport and then that's it. <laughs> or he'll be like, yeah, here's a donut. And then he eats the donut and he's like, it was good. B And then that's, that's literally the whole thing.
1: Wow. Yes. And you are just full hard eye. Yeah. Emojis. Yeah.
0: I am consuming this content <laughs>
1: eagerly. What does Ben make of this grocer Joe? Oh, he doesn't care.
0: He just doesn't care. Does he share the fascination? I think he can acknowledge that it's a handsome guy. he, it, grocery store Joe is not his type at all. Like who, at all. Who is? Who would be? Uh, nobody who would ever be on American reality television. Okay. Um, the the pinnacle for him is uh, is present day. Um, uh, Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. Present day Patrick War. Oh, so a real. Yeah. I. Sorry
0: to say it, but daddy type a little bit of a the, data type yeah okay although yeah there's also there's a movie with a 15 years ago uh patrick warburton called i think the education not the Education of cameron post that just came out so the something something of cameron bright and there's a full frontal nude scene of patrick warburton and one of the first things i noticed about ben's dvd collection was that it contained that movie <laughs> which he could not tell me a single thing about except for the fact that there's a brief have you have you seen the nude scene yeah and it's fine yeah it's good <laughs> Wow, mm-hmm. uh, are you watching Euphoria? By the way, speaking not of- yet. Speaking of dicks, dicks, no, I'm not. I'm not. That's one. Of, that and Big Little Lies are shows that I'm kind of stacking up, and I don't know for when. I also don't know how I'm going to watch them because I've cut the cord. I now am just DirecTV now. So I don't oh. have access to on demand the way that I used to. I don't know if I have to subscribe to HBO Go yeah. or what HBO Max is. And if I have, well, to that's that. the thing when you cut the cord, then you got to connect some other
1: cords. It's going to so end up. There's no. Yeah.
0: They're going to get you one way or the other. One way they coming or going. Uh, instead, Ben and I watched the entirety of London Spy, and loved it. Finally, so good, so good. It's. I mean, they made a
1: show specifically for you yeah. and you just and I lapped it
0: shunned up. them for for a long time. A couple of years. Yeah. And that was that's are. on me. That's on me. Ben Wishaw, fantastic. Whatever the name of the the hot guy who's his boyfriend is, also fantastic. Uh he's gorgeous. He has the exact same mouth as a heterosexual friend of mine who I now have complicated feelings about. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Have you
1: told your heterosexual friend this I have
0: not That's a weird thing to say. That's a weird thing to say. You have a
1: mouth twin on (laughs) a show that I like. Not the easiest conversation to open. Hmm. No. Uh, God, I hope that a second season uh, rolls along one of these days. But what
0: more is there to say or do? I don't know. What more is there to say
1: or do on Big Little Lies? Nothing, as we see this season, as you'll see this season. And Mm -hmm. you know what? Don't care. Yeah. They made that season as, as if to say, like, how badly do people just want to like look at these actresses? Yeah, and it's like you know what, pretty bad. Yeah, I, I want to see a pretty. I, I, there's not uh, there's not a ton going on, and I'm fine with that. I'm yeah. just happy to be with them. Yeah,
0: I um. Now we're recording this a tiny bit in advance. Yes. So by the time you hear these words. Everyone who is on the show currently could be could be gone, could be cast out to sea. Right. But I uh, did just uh, get into the first episode of Love Island. And? Which has come to the United States every weeknight on CBS. Uh, it is utter garbage, and I really like it. What uh, What is the premise of Love Island? The, the premise of Love Island is, l- what if we took Paradise Hotel from f- literally 16 years ago on Fox and pretended it was brand new? That is all they've done they it's a bunch of sexy singles mm-hmm. on a sexy island in a sexy villa that fully looks like a uh, mama shelter in uh, in Hollywood oh, or just gross. like a hotel that they built in two seconds mm-hmm. um, where you share a bathroom per floor. And, uh, and, and it's like, there's an odd number, like an even number of ladies and an odd number of gentlemen. And, and the ladies get to pick the gentlemen and whoever's the odd person out has to go or, or, I, or maybe the audience can vote people out. It's all oh. kind of unclear. It, there's, it's a bit like they're making it up as they go along. So um, there's a guy named, oh God damn it. Cashin or cash, cashel, 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 great name, who I spent the entire first episode trying to determine whether he is attractive and I'm leaning toward Yes. But again, he could be gone by the time we we talk about this He better be with a name like that Cashel? Cashel He's a drummer Great Yeah Just like Dana (gasps) Dana (laughs) I know you're in a relationship right now And so might Cashel be But if that ever changes
1: Again, we're recording this two weeks in advance Anything could happen by then (laughs) Yeah, listen, the
0: world moves quickly We
1: also recorded this interview a while ago Yes, we did And we were waiting for the perfect time to roll it out Because it's a very special guest Mm -hmm. Very special convo Yep with actor and writer Jordan Firstman, We have already had Jordan's boyfriend, Charles Rogers. I almost said Charles Nelson. Nelson, <laughs> Nelson Rogers? Right? Yeah. Charles, Charles Rogers, Rogers Nelson. Yeah, his, so this his, is
0: another time where we're getting kind of uh, you know, we're bookending a relationship yeah. conversation. Yep. And it was fascinating on its own terms and in its own right. Yes. Jordan's fantastic, and he's coming after the break.
2: We are back with Jordan Firstman. Hey, Jordan. How are you? I'm well. I'm, yeah, I think so. Let me think about my yesterday. I was not as good. And then today I'm better. What, what was going
1: on yesterday emotionally?
2: Just like everybody is just like, no. Mm. Like everyone around me is just like being like, but what about if no? Mm. People are just coming from a place of no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the last like week or two. A lot of people are coming from a place of no. And I'm like, why, why can't you just say yes? Yeah. To everything I want. There's nothing worse than no. I know. It re- and it doesn't, it, I like, this has been like my whole year of like ha- learning how to like deal with no or some variation of no. And I'm, I haven't learned it. I haven't learned the lesson that the universe is trying to like give me because it literally makes no sense to me.
1: So does that <laughs> mean when you get a no, you try to get around it and turn it into a yes? Yes. Does it work
2: sometimes? I mean, but all right. it's, when it doesn't, it is a it's terrible. Feeling. And it's like, wait, are you kidding? You so just no, <laughs> like that's it. Like you're not going to talk about this anymore. With anything, it's not, I feel like it, I'm making it seem like it's uh, this business, but it's it's literally everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, even when you want something that just isn't there, and they're just like, we don't have that, I'm like, why? Yeah, <laughs> get, get, get it. But I feel get like it. that's a,
1: a kind of a healthy mindset, that you, fe- you feel like you deserve it. I, feel that, like I would I say most
2: an, would call that an unhealthy mindset,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> call it entitlement. Only because, I don't, I don't know if I would go as, as far as entitlement. Maybe it is entitlement. I feel like I come from a place of expecting the no. And right. Sh- and when I get a no, I'm like, that confirms everything. That
2: I right, know, so that you're feeding into like it. a narrative that is just going to keep propelling itself to more no's. Exactly but then but then being being a entitled person the nose hurt like hell sure like it is i can't also like when i feel like i am a passionate person so like everything i do i i can't help it but i just like have put a lot of feelings into everything that i do so when people don't accept it it's like they're tearing my soul apart right <laughs> yeah and
0: and when it's like especially when it is you that is the thing that is on offer. Yeah. Right. And you're like, L- let me do this thing. Yeah. You will be glad that you let yes, me do this. Right? Thing. Yes. Right, right. And I know that you might have ideas in mind about other things. Yeah. But, but I will make you yeah. glad that
2: you let me do this. And thing. it's like, no disrespect, but like, you're so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you could not be, mo- I know you like think that you know what you're doing. Right. But you actually don't, unfortunately. Yeah. And I do.
1: Is there an example?
2: Like, I guess it's just, like, people—basically, I'm—it is It is show busy, what I'm talking about. But, like, I just have these, like, two creative projects that, like, for so long, it's been, like, yes, but no. Mm. Yeah. And it's, like, just let it be yes. Because I'll, like—I— Uh, You're going to be, yeah, it's that. It's like, Mm -hmm. you'll be happy you did this. I know people are going to go crazy for this. You are, everyone is just like operating from such a place of fear that like, if they have not seen something before, it is bad. And it's like, when, when has recreating something ever been better than the thing that you're copying? It's never happened, so like you're never gonna get better. That it's like people saw Get Out, and they're like, now everything has to be Get Out, and yeah. it's like, but why did Get Out do so well? Because it there was no Get Out exactly. before it, and it's like they can't wrap their heads around doing something new, even though it is time and for it, throughout history before film, before anything, like the new thing always. Does well, yeah, and it's like they literally can't understand that. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: in this in this example, you're very justified in mm-hmm. pushing back against the no or trying yeah. to get around the no, yeah, because there's a lot there's historical evidence, you know,
2: to yeah, the contrary. yeah, and I just like I don't know, I'm like I'm learning because I've spent like I feel like my are, are we like off track here? Not at all. Okay, <laughs> I feel like I. Like, I feel like what happens is, like, you start doing your thing. But well, this is what happened with me. Like, I started doing my thing my way. Everyone, like, people seemed to like it. But I did, it, like, only my way. And then it was, like, but, like, the the business, the industry, like, couldn't accept me because, like, I was doing things small and my way then the industry started accepting me and then so for the last like three years i've like helped people make their visions come true by like writing or directing their stuff and like now that i want to like do what i did in the beginning of my career but like actually in a real way they're like no do the do it like the things you've worked on for other people and it's like but i wouldn't have gotten here without doing the thing right. my way to begin with
1: right no yeah i know what you do it does yeah, that is yeah. that yeah sound yeah yeah because you made these great short films like the disgustings with you and drew drogi yeah. and um what is the one where, that's it's just you, and you're on a road trip. Oh yeah,
2: that was, was the sold, sold, sold. Yeah, God, I love that. Thanks. It's that's so a good. that's one of the the lower view counts. I'm sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Chillingly familiar. And <laughs> Thanks. It's good. Um, yeah, but I'm just like, I'm just in a place right now where I'm like, bitch, I like, just let me, let me make these two things. Right. And then like, if you guys don't like it, I'll like go back to like helping people's dreams come true again. And like, but it's not going to happen. Like, it's like people are going to like these things. So just like, let me do it. Just trust me. Give me like the lowest amount of money that I could still make this good. I'm not trying to be a millionaire right now. You don't even like pay me a little bit, Mm. but like, just let me make the thing. And then if you decide after that, it's no good, I'll accept that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a very it's,
1: convincing argument. <laughs> it
2: is. It is. And nobody seems
0: to understand that it is the spirit of originality that makes things work. Yeah. It is the unique voice that makes things work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm, so yeah. it's not like Get Out did great. What was it that was unique about that that people had never seen before? Where else do we see that? Yeah. Let's, let's push something towards that. It's like, no, it's...
2: And they're like, no, it was the mix of like genre and social issues. And it was like, yes, but also it's everything about that movie that made it unique. It's not like these two things that you can take. I also see it so much with like things with really strong tones or voices, like especially in Europe, they'll like try to option it and like take it and make it here. And they'll only take the plot. And it's like, no, the plot is like, not the part that makes it good. There is no plot in it. Like right. the they're tone like, is we'll
1: lose all the Europe. Yeah.
2: About it. It's like, they're like, I don't know how it'd be, but they're remaking force majeure. Have you see, oh, seen that yeah. movie? Yeah.
1: But with the, um, is it the Duplass brothers? No, it's room? like,
2: no. um, who are like the guys that did, they're like groundlings and they did. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, and it are they seem great, but yeah. it's like the whole point of that movie is like that Europeans don't, talk and they don't express themselves Mm -hmm. so like it doesn't even work for americans so now you're just doing a movie about like a snow trip like a skiing trip right so i'm like you're already taking what was special about that movie and you've lost it all already yeah yeah, if you know what? It sounds to me
1: like you don't have. You should probably fire your agents.
2: You don't have. I right I agents. think I might yeah. fire them last week. That's fine. <laughs> I think I already this. did. Oh nice. Okay, <laughs> good. Because yeah. everybody fired their agents. Yeah. Um, well done.
1: What are so that's how I'm doing today? <laughs> what's what are you uh, watching these days?
2: I was actually I knew you I knew you're gonna ask that because Charles came in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like I'm like. Oh, the only thing I could talk about is that I watched half of the Beyonce drop. Oh, you guys know about the Beyonce drop. I haven't watched though. before I got here, and it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's just like every like year, she's just like, "Oh, I need to remind them that I am the best," and like this is these are all the reasons why. And it's like this. It's it's so funny because when I when I saw Solange in concert, this is like a total coincidence, but I remember like knowing exactly why I love that show so much. And I was like, she worked so hard and everything is so meticulous and planned out and rehearsed and organized. And then like the second they got on the stage, they forgot all of it and just like let themselves like be free and have Mm -hmm. fun. And like Beyonce says that in the documentary, which is like, we need to like, this is the time we work hard. So when we get out there, we can like just be just like, let God come Mm -hmm. down. And it's like that to me, that's like the best way to do art. Cause it's like all this, all the intellectual stuff is already like built in. Yeah. And then you just have like pure like freedom and soul.
1: Art, this, the, the thing is that it, it's a documentary of her Coachella. Yeah. Show. Which
2: like I didn't like quite realize how amazing that performed. I like remember watching it on YouTube and I was like, yeah, it's great. Right. It's Beyonce. But like, the amount of things and like ideas put into that show is amazing. So it'll like it's it's mostly just the performance and then it cuts to like rehearsals, but she directed it. Oh wow. She directed it? Really? Yeah. Are you a Coachella person? No. Have you ever been? No. I'm not oh. I don't like I don't really like live music and I don't definitely don't like festivals. I went to one one music festival when I was like traveling alone in uh, Europe when I was twenty one, and um, I had like just met. Do you know Ed Droste? Yeah, yeah, he's like in Grizzly Bear, and I had just met him, so he's like come to this uh, thing called Primavera Sound, and I was like, and I was twenty one, so I should have like loved it, and I went, and I was just like so overwhelmed, and mm-hmm. like it was like. Why are we just like watching music? <laughs> music is for listening. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but like that, with, yes, yeah, so, like with, I, and I've seen Beyonce live and that is like one yeah. of the best nights of my life. Of but course. like that is like a show. Yeah. But like when people are standing on stage playing music, I don't quite get why we would wanna watch that. I, cause yeah. like music is a personal experience for me. So like I like to like be by myself in my car listening to music and like crying rather than like, like bopping up and down, like a little bit like moving side to side or or, it just doesn't live music. Do you guys like live music? I love it. You love it. I what do too. you
0: love about it? I think it can be a communal, ecstatic experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I love seeing a band that I love yeah. and being surrounded by strangers who also love them and know uh-huh. other words. Um, and then I love like going, I just went to South by Southwest for another thing, but I had a day to just fuck around and see bands. And I just spent a whole evening seeing people I'd never heard of before. And some I liked and some I yeah. didn't. But it was, I just, I just, I like watching it happen in front of me in real time. Yeah. But, but. I, if you're stuck there and there's thousands of people yeah. and you don't like the sounds that you're hearing, yeah. it can also be unbelievably stressful. Yeah. I did Coachella once and I really wanted to The die. people seem really bad. And they've gotten an increasingly Yeah, it's terrible. like
2: not even c- close to being for us anymore. No. like it's the Instagram Olympics. Somebody yeah, and there, there are like young, young people there. Yeah. And also like all the real housewives of Beverly Hills. I <laughs> saw that. Really? At- yeah. Which why? Th- I would be excited to see them there, but just be- because it's, they got flown out can. and they left for a party and sure. like, yeah, wait, guys, nice. I might be on that show what? Like, in two weeks Why on,
1: be- on Beverly Hills. Yes. Wait,
2: why? Because I, I directed a couple episodes of this TV show for Sundance TV called this close, which is about like deaf people. Um, okay. and, yeah, yeah. and I cast Lisa Rinna as like one of the characters moms and they were like, okay, she'll, she's saying yes to the role only if she could take her housewives crew with her. So like they came to set and like, I was her director oh. and she like, I'm going to be honest, like she loved me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like, I had to like fill out the release and I know that like, I know that some of the footage made it into the show. Cause I heard the date April 30th. Like, I heard that the show is going to be on April 30th. I don't know if, like, I personally am on it, but I'm really hoping I am. But I feel like because I'm, like, the director. you have.
1: There's nothing else to see.
2: Yeah.
1: Did you cast her because you are a fan?
2: You know what? She was just, like, on one of the lists and I was like oh she'd be really fun like Mm -hmm. I am a fan I'm like I'm way more New York than Beverly Hills I like I'm kind of I actually hadn't watched Beverly Hills before Working with her. But then I loved her so much. I was like, I should get into Beverly Hills. And now I'm like, I just kind of like picked up on this season. And I'm definitely in, even though I don't really understand, like the drama of this. Yeah. But it's specifically the drama of this season with the dog and stuff. Like I genuinely like mathematically don't understand what they're talking about. But yeah, (laughs) it's it's too convoluted because
1: it has to do with machinations of production and they're trying to pretend that they do this weird thing where like we can never acknowledge that we're on a show while we're filming yeah, the show. Yeah. So if something has to do with the drama of shooting, they never use the words. They never use any like Yeah. production and and it, it, it all had to do with do this thing so that i can it can be filmed and it will
2: become a storyline yes. on the
1: show and because they can't say, say that. that explicitly it makes it even more confusing
2: cuz then they yeah. have to like find these like well you told like radar but really it's like you wanted to do this for the show yeah, yeah. it's they should drop that at this point because like we it's all crazy. know yeah. and it's like their drama of the show is part of the show.
1: Yeah. Their existence as reality yeah. stars is why we're watching. So.
2: I know
0: it it's, is like the real world. Had, it should have always been like from season two on should have been like that. Yeah. You know, where
2: it's like, well, we're on TV. So yeah. this,
0: I'm talking to this person who's probably talking to me because there's a camera.
2: And there. it's so much more interesting to be like, you did this. So you would get more attention this season and you would yeah. get to be in the middle of the holding the apple. Like right. that. Yeah. I would love to hear that. Yes.
0: Yeah. So the drama of the dog is somebody, Doreed had a dog from, Lisa from bit, Lisa's, yeah. but then she gave it away to somebody else, and then that person gave it to a kill shelter, and then and Jojo then Potatoes returned. has a has text messages. Yeah, Who's, what's the There's, there's somebody with a crazy named name John.
1: John. One is John Sessa, and one is John.
2: Uh, Isn't who, there
0: like Joey Pickles or yeah, like, yeah? They who they is that one? Timmy Breakfast names. or something yeah. like There's it's yeah. a name that's he, a word.
2: I mean, I hear they're making the Vanderpump Dogs into a show. Yeah. Oh, God. And I don't want to see those guys. either. And this then
1: this is all sort of a launching pad for them. Yeah.
2: I would watch it if it were just the dogs. Like, if it were yeah, Puppy Bowl. Were, <laughs> yeah. You know? That, I would yeah. see that. I've, I go into that store. If I pass it, I go in. Yeah. And they're cute dogs. Do you have a dog? I do. Audra. Uh-huh. Yeah. Audra. What a great name. Uh, yeah. Her name, when I adopted her, was Andra. And that's not as great of a name. Right. And so I'm like a big Audra McDonald fan. So I was like, I'll change it to Audra so I don't like piss off the people I'm adopting it from by changing one letter. But in reality, I could have changed it to anything. Yeah. But she has, um, she has like a few names. Like sometimes we'll call her Washcloth (laughs) or... or, Why Washcloth? We just think it's cute. Yeah. Or um, Audra, uh, it, it was a... Now we call her AIDS sometimes too, okay, <laughs> or Aidsy because Audra turns into like A AIDS-y somehow, and then it just turned into AIDS. <laughs> you and me and a dog named AIDS. <laughs> did you have her pre-Charles or did you get her together? We started dating long distance, and I like I had I turned twenty-five that summer, and I had like a quarter-life crisis, and I like. Mm. Got an earring and got a dog and got a mullet and just like went for it while Charles was in New York. Oh, he didn't tell us this part. We we, yeah. you know, we should take a break and come back so we
1: can
0: dive into no, this. Sure. I mean, we can. Okay, unless there are other pop culture obsessions you want to share.
2: Um, I'm re- musically, yeah. I feel like gay people don't know about Browncampton. Hmm. Oh, and I it, do,
1: but only because of somebody who's was-
2: and it's like they're just so good. And Kevin Abstract is like. Truly, uh, really good for gay people to see. He's just, like, so... um, He's, like, the first rapper ever that, like, has absolutely no secrecy, but is also cool. And, like will talk like he's basically he got like accused of like queer baiting do you guys know what that is yeah Yeah. so he got accused of queer baiting and then he like dropped a single last week that's like people accusing me of queer baiting but i'm a power bottom and come hungry come hungry and like all this stuff But like he does it in such like a self-assured like there's a little bit of humor in it but also he's just so good so, I... I mean, he's,
1: this is in the package of, like, kind of a traditional rapper that...
2: He's a... So, Brockhampton is a rap boy band. Right. So, it's, like, eight guys, and then, like, it started as, like, this whole collective filled with, like, they have, like, a DP on... They've, they have, like, everything to make everything for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, they produce, like, make merchandise, shoot their own videos, have their own public Like, everything is, like, in-house with, like, these 21-year-old boys. Wow and they just do it all and it's cooler than anything that's ever happened. Wow. And it I like watch it and I'm like fuck this is like so inspiring and I'm like so old. Would you see them live? Yeah, I've seen them live, but it's a fucking I'll show you a video of cuz I I like I ended up, I got in really early with them cause I became obsessed with them like before they were big and my friend was like shooting their Viceland show. So I started hanging out with them a little bit cause I just want them to like do music for my mm-hmm. stuff. And so like I got, I like went to their show knowing, like knowing them. So they put me in like the section, but like seeing down, it's one of the craziest things you've ever seen. And like, that's. When we're talking about like people saying no, I wanted to like show them this video of like thousands of like teens and twenty year olds and like queer people and not queer people fucking doing mosh pits like cra- like going crazy for this band, and I'm like, I have this band, like they'll do music for this show, yeah, like I know what is cool. I'm plugged in. You're an executive, yeah. But <laughs> I digress. Yeah. But they're they're just very cool. So that's the that's the music that and Kevin Abstract st- just uh dropped a few songs in a video.
0: Okay. Are they still blue?
2: Um no, they haven't done the blue thing in a while. Okay. But they made they made three albums in one year, like a year and a half ago, which was crazy. And this
1: new single is a Kevin Abstract single or it's a pro- Yeah, I
2: think they're like from what I've I know, like they they took, like, a three-month break, and now they're all coming back together to make music. But, like, in the interim, Kevin made a couple songs.
0: Okay. Wow. I'm downloading that shit right now. Me
2: the, too. Iridescence is, like, the newest album that's really good. San Marcos will make you cry. Um, Tanya is really good. Great. I can't wait. <laughs> Done. What did you listen to on your way here today? Um I listened to another podcast. Which one? Ooh, sorry. Competition. (laughs) Um it's uh Seek Treatment. Kat Cohen and uh Yeah, yeah, Pat Regan. They're the best. I love them. I could just like I went on that podcast and then like I because it was I just felt like we were best friends after it, and then because I like kept listening to it after I went on, but like in reality, like we're just friends. Mm-hmm. But we're not best friends. <laughs> well, not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're getting we'll get there. there. We're, they came to visit LA, and we we bonded. So there, we we're, we're we're growing some roots of the relationship.
1: <laughs> I've been listening to the problem with Charles and Casey since mm. he was on our show yeah I hadn't heard it yet yeah it's so good it's it's the exact <sighs> speed that i it's the exact this energy that i need from a podcast
2: i'm really nervous about next week are you gonna be the guest? so it's me <sighs> and Mich- and casey's girlfriend wow and oh, we wow. like it is i think it's one of the most awkward podcasts that has ever existed because like we are actually talking about our relationship problems you're not being
1: adorable no this is not- and it's
2: not funny and like Basically what happened, I think this is, <laughs> this is good to say, this is good to have out there just because uh-huh. I'm so worried people will think like Charles and I just like aren't happy and hate each other. <laughs> but like we, we are, I will say we are happy and don't hate each other. But like we were both supposed to come in and be like, this is your problem. Ooh. And like immediately they both turned it around on us. <gasps> and it was like, no, no, this is your problem. The, the fact that you can't sit here and listen to your problem is your problem. But like. Charles just, like, couldn't do it. He, like, couldn't sit there and not defend himself. And, like, in defense of himself, like, I was thrown under the bus. And I'm like, this is not a fair interview because I came here to talk about your problems, and now we're spending the whole time talking about my problems. Not fair.
1: Did you get somewhere Uh new that you...
2: What Basically, I don't know. I haven't listened to it. I like. I just remember it being really awkward. And then we all went to um, what's that? Place? We went to some restaurant in Los Feliz, and Charles was like a leave for a search party. And like, I <laughs> this is like way TMI, but like, I was like deciding between two jobs. Like, one was that show this close, and then one I would have to like go to Tel Aviv. And he like really didn't want me to go to Tel Aviv. And he was like, so like we got in like another fight after that about like which job I was gonna take, and then he ended up like sobbing at um um the restaurant. Oh no! And like Casey and Michelle were just like patting, we were all just like patting his back. <laughs> but it was really all of it. So like you also if you you should listen to it because like it was also the day before he was leaving. So he was really all of it was really because he was leaving. Sure. And like all of his emotions were because of that, but he didn't realize that at the time, right? And th- but th- this was a while ago.
1: This all was reported. yeah. This Happened yeah
2: yeah. This was a while ago.
1: So everything's okay. This, yeah, and
2: and things were okay the yeah. next day. Like it was. I mean, we're we're the kind of couple that will like talk about everything. We're very communicative, so it's always and like none of our fights end with like now we're solved. It's right. like always like okay, well that's something to think about and work on.
1: Mm. Uh. And did you not go to Tel
2: Aviv because he didn't want you to? I I don't think. Okay, so I think I wanted to go for the experience. Like, the job wasn't as good. Like, it was a worse job, but I was like, to go to, like, direct something to Tel Aviv sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But I, I think I made the right decision, like, career-wise and just, like— I'm happy I did what I did. I think it had, I just didn't want to deal with it like being a problem. It's not because he didn't want me to do it. It's be, it's complicated. Cause like, I think he would, if he were here right now, he would have been like, I would have been fine if you did it. Right. But like, what he
1: have? Uh, Um, That shaded your decision, but it did not. Yeah,
2: it didn't. I like went on a meditation retreat, like right before, like I was like deciding and it like became very clear that I should do this thing here.
1: Um, Wait, let's take a break and (laughs) go back and talk about meditation retreats.
0: we're
2: back. (laughs) Oh yeah. Hi. Hi. We were just such a long break. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) can you get back in the rhythm? Do you think? I don't think so. Okay. Well we went and took a three hour hike.
0: (laughs) I
1: know. I hate to make you repeat all those amazing
2: stories that you told. I know, but but I will, but I I need
1: to hear about the meditation retreat. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Where was it? Esalen. Oh wow. Yeah. That's Which I'm a huge, a huge advocate of. I loved it. I, and like, so I went twice once with Charles for like, uh, three day retreat and that was like crazy and fun. And then I went alone for like a week long retreat. And the thing you don't like get about going with someone is that when you're alone, there's like, you can't make fun of people with someone. So it makes you have to actually like do it. Cause like Charles and I were like both in and out. We were, like, in, and then we'd go back to our room and talk about all the insane people there. But, like, once you're in it, like, by day, like, four, I was, like, I've never been more in love than every single person in this room. Like, I love... How many days is this? I did, like, a seven-day the second time. Wow. Silent? It's not silent. Okay. So, like, this one was... It was groovy. It was, like, there were two teachers. One was, like, a psychology professor at NYU, and one was, like, a Tibetan meditation teacher. So they came together to kind of do, like, a psychological versus spiritual, like, meditation thing. And so, like, we would do, like, probably five hours of meditation a day, which is a lot. Yeah. And then, like, in the interim, like, we would – we studied uh, To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf. Wow. We like, we, like, went line by line and, like, dissected it, and it was great. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and people, like, really – there were some people, like, in the first few days where I'm like, they are so – dumb and like I just don't like them. And then really by by a couple days in, I like felt such empathy towards them. And like you do this like you do this, this like compassion uh meditation, which I had like done in the past, but it's like you like stare into someone's eyes and like the whoever's doing it is like, this person has experienced pain just like you. This person has blah blah blah, just like you. and it really just like makes you completely empathize with them. And like I was sitting across from a girl who like I had like kind of no interaction with, but like I like knew she needed my help in the exercise. and I was just like there for her. and I was like, okay, like I'm make this is like not gonna be about me getting off what I need because like I need to like protect this woman. Mm. And I just like felt it and like she was crying and I was just like there for her, wow. like with no words. Cause it was like then it was like an hour of just like silently staring at someone. Yeah. Oh my god. It was god. crazy. But then, but then right after the exercise, she was like, like, thank you so much. Like my my boyfriend got hit by a car last week and died. And I came right here. And so Holy I was shit. like, I just like, and but like, and I when she said that, I was like, yeah, I knew that. Like, I yeah. just, I knew something horrible had happened and that she, like, needed to be there. But that to me, that to me was a huge, huge, like, groundbreaking thing for me because I was like, oh, like, all she needed was for me to sit there with her and, like, not give my point of view about what happened. Like, just literally just be there for her. And I thought it was, like, such a, um, a thing you can take into your relationship. It's like, oh, like when Charles comes to me with a problem, he's like not actually looking for my advice. Right. Like sometimes I, you just have to be literally be there.
1: You don't have to just solve it.
2: You don't have to solve it. Just like, just be present and like, do, just help him be there. Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> oh, so is there outside of like a seven day retreated Esalon. Yeah. What, what is you, do you have a spiritual practice?
2: <sighs> mm, no, I used to more. I like, I feel like when I was like searching in my early twenties, I did ayahuasca a bunch mm-hmm. and like, I was doing like Kundalini yoga every day. And now I don't know. I'm like, I'm every time, like I'm not there, there is something missing from my life. But it's like really hard to just like get back into it because it could sound so cheesy and tedious. Like once you first start in, and then once you get in it, you're like, Oh my God, like, am I this now? Right. I I struggle with it because like I at its core, I like the fundamentals of all of it, but then some of the communities that are a part of it piss me off. So I think I need to find like my really like my own thing, my own inner practice that like makes me feel feel that. Yeah, but I haven't really gotten there yet. Yeah, that the the, the communities are the toughest. Part yeah.
1: to get over. Yeah, I used to go. Have you ever been to the, when Marianne Williamson used to do talks? No, but do that? I remember. It. I was super into that yeah. for a while, but it was like I only like. When she speaks, yeah. I hate everyone here. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it was almost became like yeah. part of it was going with a friend and making yeah. fun of half the experience, and also absorbing. Now she's running for president, and I don't know what the fuck to think. Oh
2: make. my god! Mm-hmm. Well, she couldn't even win. Didn't she not even she win ran mayor, Congress, or, she con- ran for
1: Congress, and didn't win that? Yeah, she.
2: I mean, she
1: shouldn't. I don't love it.
2: I like that. I like the gay guy. People, oh Jake. Jacob. Oh, oh no. sorry, are you talking... Jacob thought- Tremblay. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Pete Buttigieg. I Buttig- thought you meant yeah. the gay guy from her world. No, You're talking no. about the gay guy who's... Yeah. Really- oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, he... I, I honestly think he will lose because of his name, though. Really? Like, yeah, because you can't, like, reading it just, like... Unless, like edge is said so much that it just becomes like part of our... Yeah. It already kind of I is. I feel like we're getting there. Yeah. Okay. Within within like two weeks, I feel like we're
0: getting there. Like people know how to say it. Okay, He's Tucker Carlson out. I don't know if you... I mean, oh my you, God. I haven't Tucker
1: seen Tucker Carlson is, is scared to death. like... The, I'll, I'll play the video for you. I <laughs> yeah. won't do it justice. It's insane. I mean, he's such... Crazy.
2: I didn't realize how much I missed a well-spoken politician. Yes. Like he is so well-spoken. He's such a good writer. Like... And, like, we just haven't had that since Obama. Like, we, I don't even know what anyone in this administration, like, would sound like being well-spoken. Right. Everyone just fumble, like, can't speak. Right. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel crazy. Yeah. Because you're like, wait, am I supposed to, like, are, is everyone just not know how to speak anymore? There are no clear ideas. Yeah. So there's no way to express a clear yeah. cool
0: idea because they're, they, they're just making it up as they go along. Yeah. And if there is a clear idea, it's something that you can't say out loud. So you have to figure out how to couch yeah. it. But they don't know because they're not smart and they're yeah. not politicians. That's yeah, crazy. It's it is He, for me, is an example of the wonders of sublimation. You know what I okay, mean? Because he, he came out so late in life. Yeah. Right? And some people— like Aaron Shock as we as we see, you know, shirtless at Coachella yeah. and making his, you know, doing fucking campaign finance fraud to make his office look like Lady Mary's chamber uh, in Downton Abbey, mm. which is a real thing. Um that's like he was in the closet too, but the closet can fucking make you crazy yeah, it can make you focused on appearances and like trying to get em- like envy from yeah. other people. Or it can just make you be like well, I'm going through this process alone. I have all this energy. I don't know what to do with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach myself Portuguese. Yeah, or whatever. You yeah, know, what I mean? yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make myself great. That's like know? a
2: lot of gay people. Yeah,
0: I think I think you choose one of two paths, and yeah. we're seeing both in like it just perfect examples.
2: Yeah, of I'm like waiting to see though, because like I'm a strong believer that like all gay men are crazy. So like I'm waiting to see. W- like he seems too well adjusted. And I'm like, you can't be if you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> there must be
1: a darkness. Yeah. yeah. That's,
2: and like know. I'm fine with that too. Like I'm I'm open to exploring that side of him. Yeah. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah. But it's I think it's
0: it's also like you will go you do go crazy and you do feel alienated and that yeah. kind of thing. But some people are blessed with just some wisdom. And yeah. I get from him, and I this might just be something that I'm putting on him that he's like. In his youth, he was like, this is a thing I'm just gonna deal with later. I'm gonna yeah. make myself, I'm gonna make myself as great as I can be in every way. And then once I've figured all that out, then I will deal with this portion of my life. And that can make you
2: crazy yeah. too. Well, but, it's like then you're repressing, then you've right. learned how to repress things. And so what else are you repressing? Sure. Hmm. Sure. We'll see. Yeah. How old were you when you came out? I was like, I think it was like right either like Either like three days or three days before my thirteenth birthday. So, wow. but I think it was, I think it was like I told like three people a couple of days before, and then like with truly within like a week, everyone, the media, every like all of America <laughs> knew within <laughs> within three days after I realized. So this is what seventh grade. Yeah, I think going into eighth, and then you're just living as no, an maybe it was. It must have been going into eighth. Yeah. But then I don't remember being, like, out in eighth grade. I think, like, family – no. Then I couldn't – then it must have been 13 going on 14. Because I think I was the summer before ninth grade. Oh, that could have been. Yeah. Still very early. Yeah. Because I – yeah. Because I remember, like, it was definitely the summer, like, and then everyone knew. It was, like, friends, parents, everyone. Kids will talk. And then – Going into like high school, being like, yeah, now I'm now I'm out. Like, and it weirdly made like the people that were giving me a hard time like stop giving me a hard time Mm -hmm. because like I was like closeted, so they would call me fag and stuff. But I was like the most popular kid in school because like I had I had like the jocks because I was funny, and then I had like the girls because I was gay secretly. And so I could like be the mediator between like the hot guys and the hot girls. Mm-hmm. So like I was the one. And then, like, once and then the guys started turning on me because they started to feel that I was gay. And so then I kind of like, I, it was like a Lissa Strata situation where I was like, girls, we're not going to talk to the boys if they're mean to me anymore. <laughs> And so, and so, so like then the girls would be like, you can't be mean to Jordan. And like they, that was their access to like hooking up. So then they stopped being mean to me. Wow.
1: Where did you go to high school?
2: <laughs> I went to, I am from Long Island and I went to high school. I started at like my public high school, Northport High School. And then sophomore year, I went to an arts high school and then kind of finished out high school there.
1: And you, arts high school. I'm assuming it's you're you're not the only out
2: kid. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. It was such a small school, though. That like there. I mean, like every guy that did theater was gay, but there were only like five of us. It was like such a small school. And were, did you date or what was your? I I didn't date. I remember like this is such like a weird weird thing, but I remember like not wanting to like make out with guys but i would do like anything else but make out and i think i don't know is probably some sort of like i'm i'm like waiting for the right person to make out with but like i'll get my dick sucked by anyone uh-huh it's but i i feel like gay guys are still like that so many of <laughs> yeah, them are yeah, just yeah, like yeah. let's just fuck and like not have to look at each other at all <laughs> yeah, um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't have – I remember I had a crush on this guy in set before I came out named Ryan, and I, like, pictured a whole life together. And we would, like – we were doing Oklahoma in community theater together, and, like, we would take each other's cowboy boots off because they were, like, really hard to get off. Oh and it was, like, so erotic. And I would, like, go home and just, like, jack off to it all night oh and just, like, God. think of us getting married. <laughs> Are you in touch with him still? I think I think he is still in the closet, but like he only got like gayer and gayer and gayer. Because I I think I checked in on it a couple of years ago, and I was like, oh, you are like gayer than I'll ever be, but still yeah. in the closet. Because I think he had like a girlfriend and stuff.
1: I, sorry to sidetrack us, but I for, I keep meaning to tell Dave this that I had that I, I was like pretty obviously gay, but but closeted, but. Uh, And had friends that were also in a similar situation, but there were always like one or two guys who were – who could not hide it and were kind of the target of bullying. And I was weirdly always relieved that they were there to sort of like take the heat off of me. And one of them was this kid named James who was like comedically – and like – was i think he did a whole thing where he was fighting to become like our fir- the first male cheerleader and so uh-huh. something in retrospect yeah. i'm like i wish i would have had his back and i yeah. didn't i distanced myself yeah from him, of course because you don't want to be associated with exactly the but my friend that i grew up with texted me last night a picture of this guy in the newspaper james opened up his own cheerleading gym
2: yes. in ohio
1: Started dating and then assaulted a sixteen-year-old boy.
0: Oh jail. No. Oh god!
2: Um, I really tough. was hoping that. I know, victory. Ended, you know, yeah, I, I was thinking he would have a wife. That was where I thought it was going. Right. But was well, much, there's like,
1: plenty of those too. Yeah,
2: much darker. <laughs> but darker we were ending. like,
1: this is a, no- a friend who's also gay, and we were like, God, I now yeah. I'm. I guess we did the right thing. I, yeah.
2: him. I was like, a hundred percent that sixteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was like. You were the sixteen-year-old who who was dating a always. It happened like oh, who's dating a teacher? Yeah. Oh, I was like in love. I was in love with my like theater camp director slash voice teacher, and like that happened. Wow. And then like, but always like I, I don't know. It was like it's definitely a weird thing that I like. Have very mixed feelings about all like the older men that were in my life because like I definitely wanted it, pursued it. Like in some ways, I was pushier than they were, especially with the guy I was in love with. But then I like even as a twenty seven year old now, I'm like, mm, that's really young, it's really. And like good. even if 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 like a sixteen year old was pursuing me, I would be like, not only like is this illegal? Like, I don't want this. Like, that. this feels gross. Right. So it's like, I get that, like, I was always a little, like, wise beyond my years. And, like, I probably, like, there was some, like, emotional connection that they liked. But it's also weird. And none of them have, like, ever, like, reached out and been like, hey, like... I know that was weird. they're
1: terrified. (laughs) Yeah. It It didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's been like. We've had like similar conversations on this show with guests and there's often like a similar perspective where it's like I did want it and I didn't. Yeah. But, you know, then as an adult you have a, it feels weird and we've gotten weirdly a lot of, not a lot of, but tweets from people who think that we are somehow condoning like man boy love or something so yeah in case it's not clear we do not think it's okay for an adult to date a teenager yeah but But in my but i will say as as
2: jordan firstman yeah not you guys i will say that like it is not uh it's a complicated situation and like it i think that 16 year olds are old enough to make their own decisions so i don't i don't know if they should be like uh Not part of the equation. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I think it's both, I don't know if it's wrong. I think it's like weird and it shows some like lack of matureness from the older men, but I don't necessarily think of it as like extremely predatory because a 16 year old, 17 year old, like can feel like an adult sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, just as, like, a 24-year-old can feel and look like a 15-year-old. Right, right. So I think it, it does, like, depend—now I'm hearing myself, like, it does sound like I am, like, con- condoning it. No, but I, you are
1: talking about where, yeah. where you are where you're yeah. at as the 16-year-old.
2: Yeah, I don't think I would want any of the, of the people who, um, you know, I hooked up with or had, like, intimate relationships with, I don't think I would, like, want them to be— uh Punished.
0: punished,
2: right? Right. Like, I think that like it's their journey to like figure out what is happening in their life that would yeah. make them want that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like also it's like having a crush on a coworker. If you're like a theater director, like you're around like that's who you're around. Mm-hmm. So you start to d- develop these like feelings. And like maybe they feel. I'm sure that the the one guy that like there was like real love, and like it was actually like love. So like that's also I I will say the one thing I think that um, I am angry at that situation for is that he didn't uh, he didn't put himself in my shoes of like what love feels like at. 16 17 years old. Yeah, the and, first. Yeah, and like so like when when he when it like didn't work out because of course like he shouldn't have let it get as far as it did because he he should have known that that would have broken my heart, which it did. Oh my god. So it's like that's the thing that makes me feel like he wasn't aware of what was happening. How long did it go on? Um maybe like a year? Wow, but it wasn't like we were like boyfriends. It was like this emotional affair, and he was how old? I think like thirty thirty one okay okay yeah it did but did your friends know everyone like kind of speculated hmm. because we were just like always together, and like he was like my best friend. But so
1: you're you're fully you weren't always just hanging out under the guise of like we have to rehearse. You, no, you,
2: no, because I then like during the school year, I would go into the city and like hang out at his place in like Harlem. Wow. <laughs> what did your family make of it? I mean, they were so wrapped up. Like, once I basically like. I've, I've, I feel like I've told this story so many times, but long story short, like I convinced my parents I didn't have school on Fridays for two years. <laughs> and so I would like leave on the train after school Thursday at three and then come back Monday morning. So like most of my week, like more than half my week was spent in the city and they were just oh, like, wow. God knows what they, they like, they didn't, they couldn't have known everything that was happening. Right. And I was just like being, you know, it, Six, and, like, yeah, drinking, having sex, all that kind of stuff. Wow. Not even with him, just with, like, anyone.
1: Right. You were living a teen, teenage dream. Teenage I know. Dream. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was great. But the student
0: and the teacher is a trope of yeah. television and movies and and, and yeah. books yeah. For throughout time. Yeah. And it's not usually looked at through the lens of pedophilia. You know, if someone is 16 or 17. yeah, It's just – you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's precocity and first yeah. love, and yeah.
2: yeah, I totally under, yeah, I've I just have like mixed mixed uh, emotions about all of it.
1: And you never reconnected with the, the older
2: guy. I remember being up in a parking lot in downtown LA and talking to him on the phone. So it must in the last six years we must have talked, <laughs> uh, but I don't like. Basically what happened was like he was very protective uh, about the like touching and and hooking up aspect about it. And then like after I turned 18, he like I had like one night where he was like really aggressive about that part of it. And it was like and I had like already gotten over him. Cause like he like broke my heart and I was like, I just need to like get over this. And so I did. And then I came back to the city and like there he was wanting to like really go for it. And it just like that, then it felt like weird and gross Mm. and like he acted weird and gross. And I was like, it was this, what was inside of you the whole time? But also like, he was great. Like it was like, he treated me like a person. Mm. So yeah. What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> was no. I don't know. Um oh I
1: yeah. just if you ever reconnected
2: but oh yeah I guess we did um in a, <laughs> on the phone when I was in a parking lot in downtown LA sometime in LA but I think it was just like how are you doing I think I had already started to feel weird about it. I've gone through so many like I've thought about it my whole life so I've had different stages of how I feel about it and like I think I wasn't I thought it was super weird um in my early twenties, I was like that. Feel like I, I think I was a little taken advantage of, and now I don't know if I was anymore. But I kind of just like heard, like told him what was going on in my life, and then hung up. And then we haven't talked since.
1: I'm always fascinated by it because I there were there was more than one teacher that I. Was super attracted to, and um, if if there had ever, if there had been any shred of a possibility, you would have. I would have one hundred percent. And I'm, 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 I guess I'm lucky in a weird way because I don't, because then you're left to unpack this stuff later as an adult. Yeah, where there's so much gray. Yeah, I just was honestly. Not a good-looking
2: 16-year-old, so... I, f- I feel like I wasn't either, but, like, I, w- like, always fucked. Like, I was, like... <laughs> I feel like I look back at pictures, and I was, like, I got my dick sucked looking like that? Like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> Even then, you were coming from maybe an entitled... Pl- like, a deserving Yeah, mentality. I think that's
2: what it was. I was, like... I've always been, like, very, like... Even like even to this day, like there's this like uh straight guy on Instagram that I have a crush on and I met him for the first time this weekend and I was just like, Please let me suck your dick. Uh-huh. And so I've just always been like, if I want something sexually, like I'll just ask for it. Mm-hmm. And then like either I'll get my feelings hurt or or And get this it.
1: was a, a no, but
2: you're it was we're working around it. We're, uh, it was a no, it was a no. the new one. The, it's, but I knew it was a no too. Is kind of just like a funny thing to say, mm-hmm. but then who knows?
1: What are the, may I ask? What are the rules? If he, if he had said yes,
2: I think I would have taken that information back to Charles. <laughs> 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 and then like, listen, like I've had an Insta crush on this guy for a year now. And he has said that he would let me suck his dick. Um, I feel like we could we can do it together. If you're into that, I think maybe I should take this one alone just to make him feel more comfortable. Mm. Um, but then we would kind of talk about it from there. And what would Charles say? Um, <laughs> he would probably be like, let's do it together. He'd probably want to do it together, which is fair.
1: What would you say if he brought you the same question?
2: Uh, if he he's got, he, yeah, I would say go for it. And you wouldn't be driven mad by jealousy. Oh, here. if it, if he, if he took my Insta crush, no, just if he had his yeah, own,
1: his own situation, yeah.
2: I would say go for it. And I wouldn't have jealousy, but if he, if he took my Insta crush and was like, I'm going to suck his dick alone, I'd be like, no, yeah, sure. my Insta- yeah, well, that's my, you wouldn't even know about him if it weren't for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how much <laughs> sense that makes. But it does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I I don't know. We have like that's another like evolving thing in our relationship. I think we're wired differently and like Charles like is an open open person and like um definitely like understands like where I come from on the matter, but I really just don't feel that much jealousy like about that kind of stuff. I'm
1: I can't Wrap my mind around what? What what you're feeling? What?
2: Do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. Like, what is it? I would kill. But why?
1: I think it all. I think it probably comes back to our first conversation about like,
2: would you kill him if he got a job? Because you have you have jobs. You get jobs too. And then (laughs) like it's everything. Like you eat too. Would you like be mad if he ate?
1: Well, no, but 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 if you have defined your relationship, it's <laughs> not a good by argument, by the way. No. <laughs> yeah, you don't need me to. Yeah, to but I actually
2: yeah. do want to. I do want to hear like what it. Well, I think maybe some people are just wired
1: for yeah. monogamy, and that yeah. jealousy comes into it. And maybe there's a lot of like psychological stuff I could unpack about like why would I be threatened by him looking up with someone? Why? Yeah, but. And, and, and I certainly, sur- I have no judgments about open relationships when they kind of seems like you do. No, I <laughs> no, I truly don't. And, and also, it's <laughs> the majority of people that we're who are in relationships that we talk yeah. to. Um, it's just that I don't think it's for me. Yeah, and I do, I do resent that I I often feel like. Uh, Almost, i'm almost judged. yeah 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 and it's yeah, yeah, almost yeah. like okay girl talk to me in a year you know like that sort of attitude totally it's like can't both relationship yeah. models yeah. be that yeah well I, I
2: think it yeah. i think it it should like come from a like what do you want like you basically like if you're holding your partner if you don't want to have sex with other people i that there's no ju- there's absolutely nothing wrong with that if your partner does and you're making him feel like a bad boyfriend for that then i think it's a little tricky because like that's you're telling him to feel something right different than he feels so i think it's just like either finding someone who's compatible and like you don't want that i don't want that great let's go but when it's like when you're trying to tell someone how to live their life I think like like everyone is so different and like when two people come together like they they can't just like become the same person. And like every time I get mad at Charles, like the like subtext of it is like I'm mad at you for not being me. So no. it's like and if I wanted if I wanted someone who felt exactly the same way about me like in every part of the world, then I just wouldn't be with anyone cuz like I'm the only person that feels like me in every way. Mm. So it's like the differences are what makes a relationship a relationship and like what makes you have to like grow and, and learn. So like, I mean, I think Charles does have different feelings about um, like jealousy, but I like it's complicated because like I honor that and I don't try to take away those feelings from him. But then it's also like, I still want to, be myself too. So if like my actions are creating a feeling in him, then like I am partly responsible, but I'm not trying I d- I would never get mad at him for feeling like uh jealous. If that makes sense. It does, right. yeah. Um
1: do you want to tell us how you guys got to- we just got his his um, take.
2: I feel like it's probably the same. He, I like told the story on another podcast and he like, he was like, that's different. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, I just feel like if, if people already heard it, it doesn't, is there like a a detail of it that like you were like, what was the other side or?
1: I don't know. I mean, I was interested that you, I, I thought that you were already I – th- I thought you'd been together longer. I didn't realize yeah. that you're working on, on Search Party and then you are – over the course of working on it, you're like, oh, I'm in love with my boss. Yeah. I mean, that's what it sounds like, right?
2: It, it, yeah, or like uh, I'm in love with my employee on like, his on, <laughs> yes, no, yes, exactly. But, I think it – yeah, it was like – yeah, I. it really – it took – I think it took me way more by surprise than it took him because I think he had been having feelings for me as friends, like while we were friends and to me like I was like oh my god I found like my best friend because relationships didn't mean that to me then I didn't realize like that's what it was supposed to feel like I thought it was supposed to feel like like intense like passion and hatred and like just, like, these really intense emotions. And I was like, well, I'm too, I'm so comfortable around Charles. I can talk about anything with the same sense of humor. Like, that's not a relationship. That's, like, a friendship. Mm. And then I realized that, like, the best relationships are people you could be comfortable with and not, like, have complete volatility. And then, like, also, like, enjoy sex with.
1: Right. So it was really you that had to come around
2: to. Um. This. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. And, like, he he had been, like, we took, did he tell you about, like, the Palm Springs trip? We, like, took a trip to Palm Springs, like, two weeks into the writer's room to kind of, like, decide if we were going to do this or not. And we kind of decided no. And so, like, then, like, that December, he was, like, okay, like, moving on. Jordan's a friend. That's it. And then something happened, like, I don't we we had a night together where, like, it was just so intense that I was like, oh, my God, like, I love him. And then that's, like, when I turned. And then I, like, went to South by Southwest. And I was just, like, I remember, like, being in his hotel room and, like... This is like so embarrassing and cheesy. But I he was like sleepy and I was like holding him and I was like, This is my man. Like I kept mm. like, I was like wasted. But I was I remember yeah. thinking, like, this is my man. Um, and then and then he left. And then I went to New York to go shoot search party. And I like I kind of planned it out. And at breakfast, like the first day I got there, I was like, So I've been thinking, and I would like to be boyfriends. <laughs> and he was like, I think he was pretty shocked because it was like he had been, he had already written it off. He was like, it's not going to happen. Right. So I, I was the one, I was the one that like demanded we be boyfriends, but also the one to have a change of heart. Right. So you decided it wasn't going to happen, but then continued to hook up. We, no, we didn't hook up until that one time. Until that one time. And okay. then it was like, that was like really intense. Uh-huh. And that's kind of when I, I turned around. Wow. But I was like, I don't know, like sometimes it felt, it was just like I didn't know that relationships could like feel brotherly or like, you know, like, because he, he felt like a brother to me. And he mm-hmm. still does. Like, but a, with like. other stuff too. With other stuff okay. too. And like someone that I want to like, like a brother that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Not that I want to like distance myself from. Right. Yeah.
1: Um. Are you gonna get married and have babies?
2: Um, pr- I feel like once I say it on a podcast, it, it like has to happen. But <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think we'll I think we'll probably get married just because like we want to have like a stupid outrageous party. Yeah, and we we like we've always we it's gonna be like an immersive theater experience if we do it. <laughs> like we have like really elaborate pranks planned. And, like, we just want it to be, like, very fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I think so. I mean, it's been... I always said, like, if if by year five, like, things seem pretty, like, this ain't going to end soon, uh, I think that's probably a good time. We're, a li- we're, like, a little past three now. So I don't think it's in the near future. But also, like, neither of our families are, like, rich. So we're going to have to probably pay for our own wedding, and we want, like an immersive theater the full, experience. Yeah. <laughs> like we're going to need to hire script coordinator, lighting Great. designer. Like we, it's going to be a production. So we're going to need some money to do that. Great. Yeah. And kids, I would, I think I would like a kid one day, but it's like, I, we, that's, that's going to be a true test of Charles and I. Cause I, I think we have such different ideas about parenting. And like, I was like, we I, I just started taking an acting class, which like I haven't done in since college. Oh wow. And we're I'm doing it with like all my best friends. And we just like found this like acting teacher and we're like, Well, you just like teach our best friends just like for fun. Oh, so then
1: you don't have any riff raff in the class. You well, just... there
2: it's we, she didn't tell us, but there are two strangers. so it was like it's all of our best friend and then two strangers. Oh wow. And so it's oh, like my- God, yeah, it's crazy. The wave of empathy for those two strangers I, that just came crashing know, over me. <laughs> I know, it's intense for them. Yeah, but they, but like this, our, my friend Casey and oh, Charles's co-host mm-hmm. was was ta- She's in the class too, and she was just talking about like how she felt so judged by her parents. As as a kid because of the way they judged other people and I was like oh my god like on the way home I was like Charles like if we have a kid like we can't we should talk Charles and I should talk everyone and I'm like we can't do that in front of our kid like it's gonna make them think that we judge them. And he was like, yeah, but I think it's like important for like your kid to know like the nuance of humanity and like judge people in that way. And I was like, I really don't think so. Like I think like if they hear that like you have negative, like to a kid, they're not going to understand like the nuance of humanity. They, they are just going to hear like you have negative thoughts about everyone. So you probably have negative thoughts about me. Right. And that really freaked me out. Cause I'm like, ah, just being a parent seems so hard. You just have to like not be yourself in front of them.
0: Yeah, for a little while. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, you do yeah. have to perform.
2: Yeah. Do you have kids? No. 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 Yeah. No interest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I keep waiting for the years yeah. to begin, and it has not yet. Yeah. I feel. I feel it. Like I'm like. I really. I want to like just have that that kid around, you know, yeah. I, I feel, I feel like uh, I'd be a good dad. Do you guys think I'd be a good dad? I do. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you leave, we're going to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. While well, you're
0: here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I
2: actually do. Good. Yeah. Not yet though. I feel like we're men. So we have, we have more time. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's, the truth. That's Jordan, sorry it was for Dana. thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. This is a very, uh, uh conversation-y conversation. It's deep and revealing. <laughs> cool.
0: Matt, I'm telling you, I saw a grocery store Joe it must have been it was the length of a football field away. And I spotted him. Wow. Yeah, it was like a, it was like the predator with the heat seeking vision. Um, Well, you have to keep us posted. I will. And I'm I'm so
1: uh, happy that this means that we've got, you know, a few weeks of luck ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Also, this may be a sign of our good luck. Next week, we have uh, Mark Patton. Oh, my God. Who is the star of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, which Mm -hmm. I have talked about mm, pretty much every week on this show for the past two years. So excited to talk to him. So excited to talk about the documentary uh, "Scream Queen" that he uh, made. So a lot of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, and I guess we have Grocer Joe to thank for it.
0: Yeah, we do. We do. Thanks, Thanks for, for the uh, for the luck that you've brought us. Thank you, also Dana. Yes. Yes. Thank you, also Ryan. Yes. Thank you, also everyone at Earwolf. Thank you, Ben for your, Wise yeah. for the music. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Listener smirches